Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. Hello and welcome to the Eat Sleep Podcast. This is your weekly AEW review and breakdown. Introducing first, the hour. Now rise up and feel the power. Hey, Charlie. Let's go, good brother. Yo, what's up? They call me the Digital Slayer. I'm the Duke. I'm the Digital Phantom. What's up? I'm the Duke of Derp. So don't scare it. Um. Anyway, God, yeah, brother. so yeah, that was a smoother intro this time. I just rolled with it. I just I like it. With I it. like it, I, dude. I, that tune kind of gets me vibing, dude. I'm like shaking it my does. head, getting fucking it, ready. It vibes <laughs> to me kind of like Scorpio's entrance music, which dude. again, like, was just randomly thrown together for that one project that they did back in like February, you know, or whatever it was. Shout out um, our guy, Righteous Reg, was on that podcast. We're getting a Righteous Reg shout out within the first minute. Let's and uh, you know, and I think Scorpio's new music just—I think part of this why it helped him like when he did that sort of semi-face turn for a little bit, you know. Like I think part of that was his music is just it pops the crowd; they like it. But um, anyway, side noting myself here, this is the uh, obviously we're we're here with a new episode of the show. Um, so some stuff happened this week. We got some uh, some Forbidden Door information. We got some title changes over in New Japan. We got. Uh, some interesting stuff on Dark this week. And I actually heard something. I'm just going to get your thoughts on this off the top because this is just Let's sitting on top of the, my brain. I love off the top. Um, what, what was uh, interesting that I heard this week was someone was saying that if, if AEW didn't have Dark and Elevation, okay. that th- this roster would feel so much more bloated. Um, and I kind of agree. Um, Ooh, like, it, we'll dude, go through we the people dark, that were on Dark, dark this week, and yeah. most of them we're not, except for like Death Triangle, I think, and maybe like one other team like a, the, for the most part nobody was on dynamite or rampage this week um except for maybe like backstage which is kind of crazy to think about like now dark and elevation there's enough of a roster that they can kind of sort of have their own rosters in a way like where there's like these are the people yeah. that are over here for right now you know like and it shuffles and, around it's weird and, and you're gonna have ring of honor that's gonna help with that as well so it's like I just so I'm just curious. Do you agree what's with going that? on with Ring of Honor? <laughs> yeah, dude. If we did not have Dark and Dark Elevation, this roster would feel we'd be like, where the fuck are half these people? But no, I mean uh, that's how it felt until like they kind of I don't know if it's I don't know it felt that way for even, a little while. Even at the tapings uh, this week, the name that they're advertising for uh, Dark for the next four weeks, mm-hmm. I, we're back to bringing guys down to Dark that sh- should be wrestling each week, just because maybe they're not getting in on TV time. And maybe Absolutely. Some, some returns of people. And like, I saw that the pure titles uh, defended again. So it's, it's stuff like that. I'm, I don't know what's going on with Ring of Honor. We can maybe like on next week's show, if it's kind of a slower week, we can dive into like kind of our thoughts on Ring of Honor. I, I like that idea. We could, we could do that. Cause I don't know what's going on with it, to be well, honest. Yeah. Cause if, if there's people that like, if it's like how it feels like it's going to be right now with how the champions are like on our AEW programming all the time. Yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be like reverse. I don't know if AEW champions are going to show up there necessarily. They might, but I don't know if they will be defending their titles there. Again, they might. I don't know, but and I'm um, sure we'll be talk about this when we talk about if, the All Atlantic Championship too. Because oh, absolutely. Now we're adding then, another title, mm-hmm, so. which we'll, we'll get to that. But um, the other thing I was going to say is, you know, we could see if we see regularly AEW stars showing up on Ring of Honor, it's going to just feel like they're the, the interconnected Tony Converse. You know what I mean? Like, um, I the, like the. It. The multicon, but anyway, <laughs> the um, yes, the, the multicon, the wrath of the cons. All right, anyway, um, is it time yeah, for no, um, is it time for some favorites? Danny Garcia helping us out with this. My name is, is Daniel Garcia, and I am a sports entertainer. 
Uh, that is correct about the next segment. But before we do that, there is one little order of business I want to take care of, which is uh, make sure you guys go ahead and follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at B, uh, Bain Duke. That's B-A-N-E-D-U-K-E on Twitter. And Charlie at O-Charlie with an X instead of an A. But yeah, we'll, we'll go straight to favorites. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Um, thank you, Daniel. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, damn, Daniel. No, anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, so. Uh, since it's, it's the even numbers. I don't remember. I have no it's idea. It's even numbers. And since it's episode two, it's your going first it's me we got the we got the united empire will osprey and aussie open kyle fletcher oh. and Mark davis facing off with ftr and trent beretta and garrett straight up i think um of all the matches this week this one to me kind of felt like on another level oh let me let me refrain all the matches on AEW television this week because this was not the okay. best match this week but this no. match was on another level um holy shit kyle fletcher and mark davis man Shout out to those guys. feel like they first came over to PWG like five, six years, maybe like four or five years ago at this point. And yeah. now they're on national television in America. Mark Davis, he was a former heavyweight champion over in Australia, teamed up with the young gun, Kyle Fletcher. And holy shit, man. If I feel like this is a, an opening experience to a lot of people that haven't seen them wrestle before because I'll be honest, I think I've only seen them like sub 10 times, like maybe like eight, maybe times. And they look great, dude. This made me think, you know, we're going to get FTR versus Aussie Open, and it's going to be awesome one day. I don't know which company, I don't know where, but we're going to get that match because mm-hmm. FTR wants to wrestle every tag team in the world. And you can't say that and not wrestle Aussie Open. Oh, who knows? Maybe they'll count it as this. But, dude, yeah, Max Harwood and Will Ospreay, when those guys were in the ring together, fucking electric. Oh, yeah. I mean, seriously, Dax... And and you kind of you shared me a tweet uh, from Phil Lindsay, who also is on the Grab City podcast with Righteous Reg. Uh, Dax Harwood is kind of low key having a, a wrestler of the year, and when you have matches like this, dude, how can you not fucking agree with that? Right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like I can't think. Week. I mean, if you roll all the way back to, I think one of the first really great matches that FTR had this year was this. I think it was the. Uh, the uh, the trios match, I think it was like him and them and MJF versus CM Punk and uh, or something, or maybe it was uh, them versus Punk. And I mean, there was there was a couple of things they did with Punk, and then like it just spiraled, and they've had great match after great match. The Briscoes, then the Young Bucks, like within five days of each other. Wild Dax, I think, was injured or something like dude, that. Like that that span there of the Briscoes and Young Bucks match. I mean, dude, we got to look back on that and like. That's got to be a historic thing, no matter what happens. Like to go back to back with those two teams, just oh my god, incredible! But I did like that this main evented rampage. So I feel like yes. this is another week in a row. And we heard this about six weeks ago. Now it feels like maybe maybe eight weeks ago, where Tony Khan said he wants to make rampage matter more, and he started he kicked that off by having the Adam Cole and Hangman Page match. So I feel like about eight weeks ago from now. Yeah, something like that. And that sounds about right. I think this is back-to-back weeks now where we've had the Rampage main event or the opener in our favorites. Last week, we had the Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers, and it feels like Rampage is really stepping it up. And to have Will Ospreay debut for AEW in his debut match on Rampage, they had Athena in her debut match on Rampage, Keith Lee, I mean, you name it, dude. This They're showing us that Rampage matters. Yeah. And I would agree. it's just a little side note to this match. Garrett, what did you all think of this? Uh, the whole, I guess, yeah. uh, United Empire debut here. 
Absolutely. Um, I'm going to blow everybody's minds for a second. Let everybody know this is only my third Will Ospreay match ever. Um, yeah, I, I just it's not that I'm not a fan of the guy. Actually, I really like the guy. I just don't usually go out of my way to watch everything on a New Japan yeah. card. Um, unless I see him against like somebody that I'm like really excited about him going against. I'm like, eh. but um, again, nothing against Will. And I'm not even against his wrestling style. I just it's just kind anyway, of the way the cards um, are built. Yeah. Yeah. It just, yeah, absolutely. Um, and the one thing I noted as they were coming to the ring, Cash just looks like he's having so much fun out there. Like he just, he just seems like he's Man. having fun. But, um, dude, there was a chop that Trent got hit by from Davis. Oh my God. You can um, tell Davis was a heavyweight champion, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there was a really, really nice bump on the turnbuckle from, uh, from Fletcher as well. Um, and there was this one sequence where Dax came in super hot. I think Dax also made like a one-legged save later on. Cash kicked out of the Oz cutter. I mean, there was so much craziness going on. This looks like a super great main event to an episode of Rampage. That, yeah. Um, overall, I actually really liked this episode of Rampage, I would say. Um, this, was, this was one of those one hours that I just feel like flew by and in the best way. Absolutely. Um. Okay, I didn't like everything on this rampage. Let me let me correct, but I liked <laughs> most of everything on the rampage. There was a thing in the middle that I was like, okay, but you know, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, um, let's uh, let me get the finish here real quick. So okay. we going off of that os cutter that you mentioned. Osprey mm-hmm. hit the os cutter on Cash for a near fall. Cash hit a Frankensteiner on Davis. Fletcher and Trent exchanged strikes, and Trent got hit with a backdrop suplex on Fletcher. Osprey hit a face buster on Trent. And then he hit a spring rope, uh, spring rope crossbody on FDR outside. Fletcher went for a Canadian destroyer, but Trent caught Fletcher with strong zero for the win. So mm-hmm. Trent getting the win here. Trent and FDR stood tall to end the show. Garrett, there's been a little bit of rumors about a Trent push. Um, I mean, I can't help but say it's probably legit if he's getting pinned. Do, do you remember the main okay, event so- here? I've I've told people before on this show that you got to pay attention because sometimes I'll drop something and it was like eight months ago when Trent first came back. I was like, bro, it looks like they're setting up Trent for a singles run here because they had him doing a bunch of singles matches. Yep, and they had him with new gear and he was kind of acting a little bit different and treating differently. And so the, and they but then they just put him back with the best friends and they kind of shelved him. So it didn't really matter. I think you're right. I think I think that's probably what's going to happen. I think we're going to get maybe. Maybe uh, he'll be the first contender for the All Atlantic if a heel wins. Maybe he'll be the first uh, person to take on, um, you know, this new sort of. I don't know what what Scorpio is trying to be, but like, yeah, you know, obviously he's not like his heel a face. face. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, Trent came back looking in great shape, and we always, you know, if you're if you're able to pull that off, man, fucking good for you. And and he did. So FDR getting a dub. So Garrett, what was your uh, what was your favorite of this week? So uh, we we both took the main events this week. It's it's funny how that works. The main event matches are usually the best matches. Um, Love it. But yeah, I too. So we had uh, obviously a special situation on this week of Dynamite. We opened up with a battle royal to decide who was going to be facing the number one contender Mox for a shot at the AEW Interim Championship. We didn't even know who they were going to be facing in that match at the time. We do now. Um, but we did not know. Um, so it made this match really, really hard to predict because even with John Moxley being the pretty much the pretty much odds on favorite for this match, because Mox has got history 
And if anybody makes sense to be the first two-time champion, it's Mox, you know, or maybe Kenny, but Kenny's not available. So say so. the true Forbidden Door, man. When he when he walked into Dynamite, he, was, you know, he represents this pay per view in every way. Like he, 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 there was no Forbidden Door until John Moxley walked through it. At um, was it Double or the original Double or Nothing? Like um, it was either that or or, uh, or a Dynamite. Or I can't remember whichever whichever episode whichever show he showed up on originally. Um, that I can't remember off the top of my head. Because it was May 25th, 2019, Double or Nothing. So there you go. You had it. Okay, so I nailed it. But anyway, the original Double or Nothing. And um, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, so if you, you know, but Kyle O'Reilly, I don't know. He's been kind of sort of subtly getting pushed for a little while now. So you could have seen it, especially with. Pay-per-view um, win over, how, over Darby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. Because that's like with the win over Darby, with the fact that Red Dragon was just recently contending for the tag titles. Adam Cole was recently a world title contender. Um, That whole faction is always in the the talks of the top. So um, and I think I think Mox, um, again, gets slept on so much for his technical wrestling ability, because as soon as I heard this match was happening, I was like, people were probably like. You were like, I remember you saying to me in the notes like that you thought Kyle O'Reilly was a bit of a misfire to win the battle royal. Um, but I'll, I'll disagree because I was like, oh, this is they're just going with a super technical match, you know? That's yeah. pretty cool. I like that, um, which they did. I mean, Mox had a really good sequence at the beginning of the match where he was just controlling the wrist. Then he, you know, um, he tied up the leg and hit the knee. They, they, they got the tied up leg knee drop spot. You know, this was just a very dismantling setting traps brutalizing your opponent trying to take an advantage it was like kyle o'reilly was on the back foot the entire time because he didn't really it's like he didn't know what he was getting himself into by winning that battle royal you know um absolutely dude dismantling brutalizing i mean you're you're saying all the right terms here i fucking agree and you know kind of go what you just said when there was a moment mox hit a stunner and then o'reilly instantly locks him into a triangle choke Yes. And that just kind of piggybacking off of what you're saying, right? Like that just shows the prowess that we had in this match. Mm-hmm. And I'll touch on the, that misfire thing while we're doing the battle Royal. Cause okay. I, I had, I do have some reasons for that. And I, I can't wait. No, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, by the way. I just, no, no, I was agreed. Just, yeah. I remember thinking when I saw the match as a, on paper though, I was like, you know, though, but I'm okay with that. So, yeah. um, and it makes sense given is... where Kyle has been getting pushed. Yeah, um, there was some more mind games in this match. We had some from Mox this time, which I really liked. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, we had a, a really interesting spot where Kyle O'Reilly bit the rope to uh, to break the count, but then Mox just kicked it with his teeth still on it, which is just yikes. Um, and then they were clubbing forearms like all over the place. And oh, this was just like, I mean, you know, there's a certain style of wrestling that I like. We'll get to it in a minute. Um, where people just beat the shit out of each other for like 20 <laughs> minutes. And, um, and you know, we got, I got a lot of that this week, so I'm happy, but I don't, I don't know. It was Kyle O'Reilly looked rough after this match. <laughs> um, yeah, bro. Buddy, but that's buddy Mox. needs to go home and fucking have a nice, yeah, have, a, have a week off here. Yeah. Bud. Um, but Hey yeah. man, I'm with you. I, I like this match myself. Um, I mean, you really, you fucking nailed it. I mean, I really got nothing else to add here. Uh, I believe it was ended on the, the high angle paradigm shift. I want to say yes, um, that paradigm shift is so beautiful, man. And just, by the way, I love that they, that, that that's still called the paradigm shift. It's basically the same. It's like an inverted version of the move that like, uh, or I guess the, I guess I should say the move that, that Balor does is sort of an inverted version of that or whatever. Um, yeah. It's just sort of like, 
like a high angle DDT or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, really and it cool. just the way he executes it makes it look so smooth. And you know, since I don't know if we're gonna touch on this, John Moxley being the one to go to Forbidden Door, we kind of talked about it a little bit last week, but I think A, it's the safest. B, like like we were saying, he is the true Forbidden Door. Yeah, and it's just he he's earned this. I mean, now John Moxley has yet again had another just great year. And if you go through the year he's had and the matches, it's kind of unreal that it's all happened this year. But yeah, I mean, I think you, you knocked it out there. So we do have a little bit of news we're going to touch and then we'll hop into dark elevation and dark and then get the rest of uh, dynamite and rampage for everyone. So the G one climax 32 was announced at dominion. There it is a 28 man field. And so the one sticking out to us, no Danielson. I'm a little sad about that. Probably just timing. You know? Yeah. But AEW's Lance Archer will be in it. Filthy Tom Lawler and Jonah will be in it. So kind of three three names that stick out a little bit there. And then you got just pretty much the gauntlet of, aid of New Japan talent. They could they, honestly, especially with the Archer, they could have Archer run that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they really could. I'm not sure that he will, and, but and he could, you know. Uh, that's just this is something about Archer that I just I really like and I respect him, man. You can just tell the guy just loves wrestling. So yeah. we were kind of wondering what they're doing with him storyline wise, and now we got our answer. Also coming out of Dominion, we had Zack Saber Jr. finally officially call out Brian Danielson. This is the dream technical wizards match. It's gonna happen. Garrett, do you hope yeah, that's, it happens that's in that- AEW or in Japan? Oh, this match? Um if you had to pick. I mean, it sounds like it's going to happen at Forbidden Door, maybe. Like, that would be nuts. Hey, man, if it happens at Forbidden Door, count me the fuck in. Um, if it's not that, though, um, Tokyo Dome. Let's do it. Let's get CM Punk at the Tokyo Dome and Danielson. Let's do it. Yes. Oh, Let's- CM Punk versus Tana. Yep. And Tana's held the title for like a year. No, but anyway. Um- <laughs> so, real quick, let's hit a couple of these Dominion results. Absolutely. United, of Tanahashi. United Empire. Uh, were victorious in their opener. It was Aaron Hanari, Francesco Akira, and TJP. Akira and TJP, the only two to not show up in AEW yet. Um, Bullet Club, the newly Ace Austin, uh, El Phantasmo, Taiji Ishimori, picked up a a victory over LIJ, which had Takahashi and Naito on it. So that was kind of cool. Toriyama defeated Doc Gallows in what is being called an awful match. Not by me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, the open weight six man tag titles Evil Show and Yujiro Takahashi defeated El Desperado, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Zack Saber Jr. Um, the IWGP Tag Team Champions. They, we have new champions. Uh, Great O'Connor and Jeff Cobb, United Empire, defeated Bad Luck Folly and Chase Owens. Garrett, I think this matters because we're probably going to be getting threat at Forbidden Door. If it's not a title, we're probably getting Cobb and O'Conn versus FTR. Yeah, I would think and FTR gets the third set of titles, dude. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no, it's too, it's too soon. They just won FTR them. FTR in oh. Japan, by the way. If if they figure that out, I'm fucking down. I don't think that's happening here, but we can get the first of like three matches between these teams where they end up ultimately winning and, them. That'd be and awesome. after the match, Rocky Romero did hit the ring. He tried beating down Okan and Cobb, but they fucking beat him and posed on his corpse. So, yeah. That. So that's why he was obviously not with Trent this week because he was in Japan. Yep. Which people knew, but I'm saying like that's the reason why he was there to pull this like attack or whatever, you know, like which is cool. So I feel like that is a very important result for AEW. 
And then we yes. had the interim AEW World Title Eliminator, and Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Hiroki Goto. And I gotta say, Garrett, I I really enjoyed this match. I, I it was think a super good. This to me is I just love Japanese wrestling, and this to me just felt like a fun, enjoyable Japanese wrestling match. I woke up this morning, and this is the first thing I did. I didn't even open my phone yet. This is I literally went to my computer and loaded this up. <laughs> I watched this at three in the morning last night yeah. and I wanted to see it. But um, you were saying you were liking this one too. Yeah, no, um, yeah, I hadn't seen anything from Goto before. And so I was excited to see a new Japanese wrestler that I hadn't like really taken the time to be like, yo, what's going on here? I love the way the commentary was mentioning stuff from AEW. Um, they, they mentioned all the history that uh, Mox had in new Japan, which I didn't know this, but Tanahashi has been ducking Mox apparently, which is kind of something that I think is cool. They wrote into their own history yeah. so that now that this is going to potentially happen, it's like everything. It's like, you don't understand why Japan is booking things the way they are at the time, but then like it, it even, it will work with storylines with other companies when somebody gets injured somehow, like Japan is just built different, I guess. But, um, and uh, this was just a really great hard-hitting match. Um, there was uh, I, I wrote this section where they hammered the shit out of each other, but now I'm thinking, wait, which one? But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of match this was. Dude, there was this roll-through that, Go- that Goto hit on um, Tanahashi at one point, and Tanahashi almost lost the match, I think. Not like, I'm saying like it was like that's how it was so close. Like I've never seen a Japanese ref almost accidentally count three before. That was crazy. Like, um, he had everybody like confused there. It was awesome. Um, Tanahashi versus, uh, Takeshita is now my dream match, uh, because I want to watch two men just murder each other. Um, I really hope they get Takeshita at Forbidden Door. I actually think that's the one thing that, that sucks about Forbidden Door this month is that we probably aren't going to get much from him. But I would hope, Tony Khan, please, if you're listening, that he's going to get on the shows next month again, like he was getting matches against Hangman and matches against random people. Yeah, you know? yeah, agreed. Um, I would like to see that. But yeah, no, I, I, I just think it was a really well put together match. It was. Uh, I wish it could have been longer, but they had other stuff that they obviously had to give time to on this show. But yeah, um, I really did like it 100%. And that takes us to the uh, New Japan King of Pro Wrestling title, 10-minute unlimited pinfall scramble match. And honestly... I love this gimmick where you get points on – there's a 10-minute timer and there's a score counter. And every second you pin your opponent results in a point. Honestly, this creates pretty fun drama. I, I do enjoy this little gimmick that they do for this. And Shingo Takagi ended up defeating Tai Chi for it He uh, to retain his trophy. And, yeah, he uh, he won with a score of 11 to 10. What Did, did you did you catch this one? or I, I did not. I only, I only watched a couple of matches from this so show. So just, just hearing honest. that – like how this works. I mean, that sounds interesting. I always have said that Japan does the gimmick sporty sport type matches way better than the West does. Um, Like you look at like what that stupid uh, title that when it was still TNA and before it became impact, like that MMA title. And even I love the pure title, but the pure title is just nonsense, you know? Um, Yeah. So that, this King of Pro Wrestling, that makes more sense to me than the pure titles. (laughs) See what I mean? Like agreed. um, But you know, it's, it, I'm sure it looks silly when a couple of people that are just you know not like that but if a, a couple of like hard-hitting japanese wrestlers were doing that yeah i, I think i could be pretty buy up you could buy it pretty easily you know um yeah and then we jumped into the never open weight championship where carl anderson defeated tamatonga um this was uh 
not the most entertaining match. The first like 30 seconds was fun, but then it just kind of became run of the mill and Doc hit the ring. And But Carl Anderson got the win. Bullet Club won some more gold, which is the trend. The IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship, Will Ospreay defeated Sonata. So they actually didn't have the belt there because Juice Robinson wasn't there to give the belt. I thought that was a fun little touch. But Will Ospreay, United States Champion. Yep. This was huge. I did not think he'd beat Sonata, but this match kicked ass. Of course it did, right? Absolutely. Um, so then let's get into the big the big cheese here. Jay oh. White defeated Suchiko Okada for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. And then Garrett, he cut a great promo after. And then he Absolutely. goes to the locker room and cuts an even better promo. Jay White is a fucking menace. Straight up. I would like I'd like to see a match between Kevin Owens, uh, Jay White, and Adam Cole just to see who's loudest in the ring. Um him getting the crowd to actually make some noise, which they're not allowed to do by the Japanese government. And Jay White was able to get the crowd to make noise and <laughs> Chris Charlton kind of made some comments about that on comedy that were pretty funny, but yeah, man. Um, Jay White knows how to tell a long storied match, and he has learned that over the years of doing this. And when you're with one of the best to ever do it in terms of these long stories, like Okada does, it just this to me is for the furthermore proof that he deserved to win this title when he did here. Because now, unlike in, I believe it was 2019 when he won it the first time, it felt like, eh, it's a little quick. This is the Jay White, the Switchblade era. That's This is a legit thing. I, I got nothing else, man. I mean, Jay White will probably be wrestling Hangman Page now at Forbidden Door, and I can't... Presumably, yeah. Which means, does that mean we get our Bullet Club versus Undisputed Elite 10-man then? Is that what we get? We might. I... Well, I think they're still friends, right? Because he even mentions Adam Cole's his buddy, but I, I don't know. I, do you? I mean, but but we also, but Adam Cole's also not friends with them either. But would that would he throw? Would he? Or is it Bullet Club versus uh, Dark Order or something like that? Like, yeah, I, I Dark Order has been on Dark a lot, and we don't know why. You know, like, and they lose a lot of random matches to people on TV. So it's like, I, yeah, it's like, I, what are they going to do with Bullet Club? I, I you know. I hope that they take. I, I don't know. I hope Okada. This isn't does some. This doesn't mean Okada's out of a Forbidden Door. I think that would actually really suck. Some people think maybe since he hasn't been able to go there yet, that this is another sign that he won't be there. I don't know. But Garrett, this this was the match of the week, right? It is kind of crazy how Okada is um kind of like the measuring stick still in New Japan. It's wild, you know. Um and. Because ever since we've watched New Japan together, it's been that's how it's been, and Okada's yeah, just the undeniably the best over there. Yep. I don't even think there's a, is there even a compare is there even a comparable wrestler in the West to? I don't think there is because nobody just has anybody in the last twenty years defined a company in the same way. Like I don't think even John's. I think John Cena always had other ideas. You know what I mean? I think Okada has always been about New Japan. You know, like. And I mean, um, the guy won best bout award every year from 2012 to 2020. I mean, this is no joke. You know, it's, it's, uh, this is like the guy of new Japan. Um, it's, it's, um, oh, there was a really funny spot where Jay white just kept covering, uh, Okada over and over and over again. And it was really funny. And then Okada just dropped him. <laughs> he was like, 
No, we don't do that shit, dude. This is a long storytelling match, and it's it's really fun, man. If you guys have not watched, what was the deal with the barricades? By the way, that was interesting looking. Yeah, like how he rips it apart and then puts it back. Oh, well, no, like the the two the two sets of barricades. You know what I mean? Like I was like, that was weird, but uh, okay, it made it more interesting because they could just throw each other into it. But yeah, so that was New Japan Dominion. That match was fucking great. And guys, mm-hmm. I'm not kidding you. He cuts a great promo after it, and then he cuts an even better one in the live interview spot. Jay White he's buried on- everybody in the entire universe. He just said, "Yeah, I'm the best ever," and fuck all of you. He's, he's literally on fire. So, uh, Garrett, uh, Dark Elevation this week. If you want to take us away with that, absolutely. Dark Elevation episode sixty six. We opened up Dark Elevation with the Dark Orders ten, five, Silver, and Reynolds. Is that technically ten and five? Is that technically fifteen? A little bit? Nah, nah. But anyway, um, a little bit. Technically, actually, shouldn't it be like? Hold on. It's like like Silver and Reynolds are like what three and four or something like that. Anyway, I don't remember, but um they all have numbers by the way i didn't know this there is lore to each case. every member of the dark order technically has a number i guess i didn't i i thought it didn't, but anyway uh and they were taking on agogo solo Komoroto, and kuti marshall is a classic AEW eight man tag to open the open the match it was um pretty good but it kind of felt a little slow um but anthony agogo ended it with the governor's hammer like Frankie Kazarian with Christopher Daniels for the cheap pop versus Serpentico. Yeah, I, like um, I had a question for you, Charlie. Uh, he won with the slingshot cutter here. Would you buy Frankie Kazarian as a world title contender? Uh, no. Really? Okay. Fair enough. Um, I think, think this, this company's just too top. I wrote that down thinking you would say yes, but all right. Fair enough. Um, all right, and um, the next match we had uh, Nyla Rose and Serena Deeb. Interesting tagging, uh, tagging, an interesting tag pairing there, taking on Sky Blue and Miyuri Mashita. Um, and uh, this match, to me, honestly, this is going to probably disappoint some people. I, I was bored of this match. Uh, it was one with a Serenity Lock. Um, yeah. Um, hopefully that was mostly just that this match was thrown in the middle of a random dark elevation and not because of... Probably the new person in it, but also sky isn't like spectacular. She's great, but she's not like next level or anything. She's still, I think need some new stuff in her moveset or, or something. I don't know. But anyway, that was fine. Uh, like I said, uh, it was picked up the win by Serena with the serenity lock. And then, excuse me, death triangle took on the wingman. Didn't we just have this match like a couple weeks ago? I swear we did, but, um, I it doesn't really matter. It's a good match. So, um, but uh, same thing as a couple weeks ago. Mike Posey's in the ring, so there's no rules. Um, <laughs> and there was a cool triple dive, and they picked up the one with the fear factor. Um, yeah, I wasn't impressed with Dark Elevation this week. I'm going to be honest. Um, uh, why is it saying that? Why do I saying I have the wrong people here? I swear it was five and ten. Was it not? Oh, was it Uno in 10? I swear to God that what... I think they have it wrong on this because I think Uno, I expected to be the tag partner too, but I don't think he was. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They're saying Uno is Silver 10 and Allen Angels. That's a weird combo, but it might have actually been it. I thought Reynolds was out there though. Maybe he was just on the side. Whatever. If I got that wrong, you got the correct one somewhere in there, everybody. Somewhere the in there. The match was fucking pointless anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um. <laughs> yeah, and we'll touch on Dark Order in a second too. So Lance Archer... Uh, eight, I had AEW Dark this week. Garrett, it was episode... Uh, 247. 247. Dark. Lance Archer defeated Aaron Solo. Um, this was Archer's first match back in about two months. No injury this time. He just 
Yeah, no, he didn't flip into his head. Um, <laughs> yeah, just the Dustin Rhodes thing. I guess they wrote him off TV. Uh, cool. Christopher Daniels defeated Stephen Andrews. This was Daniels' first AEW singles match since March second. And yeah, it was really short too. Just getting him out there for the uh, the, the California crowd. You think they're gonna tag Kazarian and Daniels together again? Like, you I think don't that's think it thing? would hurt too. I don't think it would hurt too at all. So. Yeah, no, they're they're a good solid tag team, so I would buy that. By the way, something I noted about the Aaron Solo, he got a little bit more than most people get against Arch. It's like Archer was like, "All right, Solo, I've beaten you up enough times. Here, have a little bit," you know. Yeah, <laughs> I still think Aaron Solo could get if he got the opportunity Wheeler you to had. I think he could he could do some things with it. Aaron Solo should join the JAS anyway. Um, hey, Marina Shafir defeated Sky Blue. I mean, this was. Exactly what it sounds like, right? It was just kind of there. I enjoyed seeing Sky Blue, but yeah, Shafir just, uh, she's still winning. Sky Blue, just no fucks to be given. Just like, fuck you, Marina, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Ortiz defeated Serpentico. This was only the third singles match for Ortiz in AEW history. And by God, he got a good match out of Serpentico. He did, um, didn't he? There was a really nice sequence of chain wrestling. And again, I've said this before. Serpentico is actually obviously a competent wrestler. He's just, he's Mr. Gimmick. You know what I mean? Like, um, he's just there to take the pain. I love it. Yeah. Uh, um, I didn't really realize Ortiz used a power bomb as his finish. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. What was double underhook tiger driver? Something like that. Yeah. Something. Yeah. But it looks just like a regular, I mean, the way he does cool. it, I don't know. It just looks really clean. So Shivani like uh, later interviewed Ortiz backstage. He cut a promo about wanting to take J- Chris Jericho's hair at the upcoming Road Rager edition of Dynamite. It's a little, a little bit rough, but he's he sounds fine when they go out there. I don't know what it is. I think maybe he just doesn't like cutting promos on dark, and he's just like, nah, fuck you. I ain't doing this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tony Storm defeated Zeta Zhang. Uh, this was pretty solid, actually. I mean, they got some, traded some strikes. And then Storm drops her on her head with the German suplex. Mm-hmm. After it hit a signature Storm, tro- uh, Storm Zero pile driver for the victory. I mean, Tony Storm's still getting a crowd reaction. Absolutely. Kind of all we can ask for. Max Caster and Gun Club defeated the Dark Order. 10, John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Garrett, they took some shots at uh, Stu Grayson leaving. Surprised? Yep. Uh, nope. Not in the slightest. Yeah, man. I, I love the Acclaimed. I love them with the Gun Club. I'm glad they Everybody won. loves the Acclaimed. God damn it, you're right. Dark Order <laughs> losing again, man. I don't uh, I don't know how order. you fix this, but I have a I I have break a, up the break up the group anyway. Um, I think you add to it. July 29th. No, wait, 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 wait! You're making your problem worse. <sighs> July 29th, 2020 was the last time they recruited, and that was Anna J. And then before that, it was, uh, who would you have them add to the Dark Order if you were going to have them add somebody? I have no idea off the top of my head, but for some reason, I want to say Fuego. But where does that help? Right? Hear me out. They get a new leader. They turn heel. Their new leader is Sammy Guevara. Nah. And Ty Conti rejoins. And you have Ty J. No. Dude. Oh, yeah, you could have that team again if you wanted, I guess. Dude, but Sammy Guevara is the new leader. We turn Anna J healed too, though. Like turn them all heel. Fuck it. Or we already have enough heels. We have enough. Or you just have a heel leader that they all kind of secretly hate. But like Evil Luna's like, guys, he's gonna put us back on track. I have an idea. Sammy Guevara <laughs> walks out. Because Sammy needs oh, to do too. God. I don't know. Pitching that on the fly. Send it. All right, Garrett. We got some fun stuff here. Oh, I forgot to mention AEW Double or Nothing did about uh, 155K uh, pay-per-view buys. That's pretty good. Solid, solid, solid. Yeah. Estimate about 1.1 mil. So, cool. Hell yeah. Let's jump into Dynamite, huh? Hell yeah. Casino Battle Royal. This was, yep. The casino. So, was it? Okay, so, uh, note. 
before we start talking about this. Okay. This was like the last week they were like, it's not a casino battle royal, but it actually was though. Just thought I'd point that out. Yeah. I was confused at first. I'm like, really? We're only doing this many people? And I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> but uh, because they didn't not they they because they were incorrect. But it's fine. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Though. So this was the fourth one we've ever had for the men, and yeah, we open up Darby Allen, Eddie Kingston, Lance Archer, Dana Garcia, and Tony Nice are the clubs. Cool. I mean, I don't really have anything of no. I don't. I don't really know how to talk about this. Yeah, it's weird because it was structured strange. Um, we'll just, I guess, so, get the names and then talk about some points after that stuck out. Yeah, so I, I, that's kind of how I wrote things down. Like, just as things popped for me in my head, I, like, wrote yeah. them down. So, so we Eddie had, was super over with the crowd, which I liked. Yeah, he was. Um, I wasn't sure why they were rushing out so many people at once, so it did feel really weird. I think they're um, – because they also played Dark Order's music at the wrong time at one point. Yeah, I think they were just trying to cover for that maybe. There was a nice Haas battle in there. Um, gotta love your Haas action. Um, I love Johnny Hungy getting in this match. Um, it was weird seeing all the tag teams in there, to be honest with you, though. That was odd. Um, they just didn't have the people, but it just felt yeah. weird. Um, our boy Kanosuke got in there. Um, very, I was, I was rooting for him at the end. Same, I was, that was my pick. Um, because I thought that'd be an awesome, an awesome yeah. match for the main event, but yeah. So, uh, real quick, I'll just hit all the names. We, I, we had those five. Ricky Starks, Jake Hager, Ray Phoenix, Swerve, and Keith Lee. Those were the art diamonds. John Silver, Konosuke Takeshita, Max Caster, Austin Gunn, and Colton Gunn. And then our Joker was Andrade El Idolo. couple notes here. Who I thought was also going to potentially win. As soon as he came out, I thought he was. And may, do you remember me telling you who I think CM Punk's first challenger should be? I thought it was Andrade. That's why when I that's why I thought that. I was like, I yeah, no, this makes sense. It makes sense, but... So, Swerve eliminates Keith Lee. Are they done, you think? Or are they just going to play it off? Like, I, yeah, you're my boy, but I, I tried to win gold. I think it could be like how we had a similar thing happen with like in WWE a while back where this sort of happened and then they didn't break up for months. You know, like, I think we could do that here. Oh, and I, I, don't think there's any, I don't think there's any spot for them outside of the tag division right now. Unfortunately, I don't think Tony has one for them. And the spades were Powerhouse Hobbs, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Dante Martin, and Ring of Honor Pure Wrestling Champion, Wheeler Yuta. So Yuta's back from Japan. Got a nice pop, too. Absolutely. He's he's one of the crowd's people now, which which I like. So, um, so I don't really know how to go about this, but I'm just going to kind of skip to the end here. We had Andrade, Phoenix, Yuta, and O'Reilly. With those names and the way the crowd was reacting... It genuinely felt like the only one the crowd didn't care about winning was O'Reilly. Yeah. Andrade and O'Reilly kind of double teamed up. Shit's going down. Yep. Yuta cracks O'Reilly with a super kick. So we end up getting Andrade and he gets eliminated. So then we have O'Reilly and Yuta. And immediately my brain's like, duh, they're going to do Moxley versus Yuta too. Another Rampage match, by the way. Three, by the way. Fucking yeah. Rampage is nuts. So everyone's kind of thinking, are they about to run this back after that historic match? The crowd was wanting it. The crowd was wanting Andrade or Yuta. Andrade goes out. They're kind of like, ah, oh, shit. And then Yuta goes out. <laughs> Garrett, I'm not kidding you. There was like no reaction. And that doesn't happen in AEW, it feels like. So the way I kind of felt like that, I'm like, man, they would have been cool with Phoenix. That didn't happen. Andrade would have ever. I think Andrade would have blew the roof off the place. That didn't so, happen. And yeah. then Yuta getting him in Moxley again. 
Not the case, but we get O'Reilly. So, in retrospect, I did like that match. Do you think it was kind of unnecessary to do this whole thing at all, other than to maybe get people to try and get them to tune into this show? If no storylines come out of this, yeah, we didn't need it. But I think we got to get some I mean, some will, but not very many. Like, it's not like this is going to have, like, lasting effects. Some of this stuff will be resolved by the end of the next pay-per-view cycle, you know? So it's like... That's fine. Um, we just need to get a, a couple storylines out of out of what we witnessed here, and we already got I mean, one. It doesn't make sense to me to spawn all these extra storylines, most of which I'm sure will be forgotten after Forbidden Door, because so much is going to happen at Forbidden Door on the day of. I have a feeling, like, um, that might be that the case. It's going to change directions still- for a lot of people, you know, like. Yeah, so uh, Jake Hager and Eddie, I believe, started one. I'm very curious about swerving Keith Lee here. So, but yeah, man, I mean. I don't know. I, was it a misfire? I don't think you can say yes because of the match that those guys had. Had they have gone out there and had a stinker, yeah, I mean, maybe you could look back and be like, yeah, what the fuck? Look, I think the reality is here, they are really trying to establish Kyle O'Reilly is a singles wrestler. He has that potential. He is a presence. He will win a title as a singles wrestler. Just, he could also win that tag title. So, I'm cool with them establishing Kyle, right? So, yeah. But, yeah, man. Um, back from the break, the news didn't stop. Tony Schiavone announces the brand new AEW All-Atlantic Championship, which will feature an eight-man tournament for the title. We see Ethan Page versus Miro. Pento is screw over his Malachi Black, an unannounced New Japan matchup, which we didn't get at Dominion, and Pac versus Buddy Matthews. So, we're getting a new singles title. I honestly, when they said new title, I thought they were going to introduce the trios title. Yep. This title is fucking stupid. I'm just going to be honest. Okay. Yo, why is that? Why, why do you feel like that? Because we don't need another singles championship in this company. We, we have fucking enough already. We don't need more. No, when you say enough, are you including the ring of honor titles? I'm, I'm including the women's championships. Okay. Cause there's two singles women's championships too. Which you should include because there's still singles championships. So, um, so we didn't we didn't need this. We have a fucking television title already. What is it supposed to be less than that now? I guess. I don't know. I think they're going to treat them all in the same playing field, or at least they're going to try to with the ranking. They, they definitely shouldn't do that if they're literally saying, "Well, this championship." By the way, Japan's not on the Atlantic, idiots. <laughs> That's so, pretty. Cool. This title is fucking dumb. Sorry, I'm, 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 this this title is a waste of gold, is what it is. Um, I think we've gotten such a stacked roster; they can use it. However, it starts to feel bloated when you when you realize, oh, we have the ROH. You realize there's going to be like eight title matches every fucking That's what I'm saying. now, right? It starts to become bloated like, when you have the ROH TV title, you have the Ring of Honor title, you have the Ring of Honor Pure Champion. This is why Ring of Honor needs to get TV again, so it can have its title matches over there. And we and I, as much as I want to see the Ring of Honor titles on AEW, it's cool. It's not going to make, it's going it to either, either you get, you can either do that and not have extra titles and that's fine. Maybe even put the TBS title as a, a championship and this is going to really p- piss some people off that like maybe it gets defended mostly on dark, you know, um, because there's just no fucking room for it on TV anymore. You know, there, we used to get TBS title, FTW title matches sort of interchangeably going on dark or sorry, on rampage and dynamite. Now we don't get either because we have to defend the ring of honor titles too. So it's like. I, 
Yeah. You know, it's like you, you got to shuffle, you got to shuffle some of the stuff around eventually. Otherwise it's going to feel like, dude, there is a such thing as too many championships, I think in a company. Like, I think they're really starting to get to that point, which means I, th- I honestly, I think the reason why Tony keeps doing this is so that eventually he can be like, Oh guys, we have too many titles. We can't do the trio titles. Sorry. Cause I think he really doesn't want to do them. I think yeah. he actually hates the idea. So, or something. I don't, I can't see why else. Why, why do we, okay. You're like, why do you not like this? Why why does this make sense? I'm no one has explained to me like why I this think makes they just sense. They have such a loaded roster that, and I also don't think Tony Khan feels like the FTW title is sanctioned. So to him, I feel like that's just kind of another belt. And why did he have? Why did he let it get defended so much on his television then? Like just to get fucking some match with stakes on it. So I, I here's the way I'm looking at it. We got three men's titles now. You got your two women's. We got our tag. By the way, I'm just going to say to you, to, to the average viewer, which there is no such thing really, I don't think it's an average non-hardcore like hardcore wrestling fan, I don't think it matters to the average viewer. If it's if he's coming out with that championship, that's a championship that somebody can win. So, I Hey, I agree. And I just, I think the idea here with this title is, now this is all going to depend on who they put it on, but if it's a title that's going to be on other shows mostly... I don't know that. No shot. So you're gonna make a title that you defend in other companies mostly. I do. I that's mean, so if, if that's so weird, like if Tetsuya Naito walks out and win this thing, I don't think we're gonna see him on Dynamite every week. You know what I mean? That's, that's why I don't think. I think this is just another random AEW title. That's why I think it's just gonna be defended in the same way that the TBS title is, like every few weeks, because they need a championship match to well, sell if the you show. Can establish. Like, uh, what the TBS title did. I mean, the TBS was our newest one in January. So now we're getting this one in June. Does that mean trios by double or nothing? I honestly yeah, hope we don't get the trios titles now. It's it would be too many. What do you get? Who's going to win the trios titles and then it mean anything when everybody's got a championship? Like, Hey, I mean, here there's multiple ways of looking at it. I think uh, my only guess is that they I don't always complained about this about the WWE as an age bitched and moaned about the women's tag titles, especially when they introduced two sets of them at the same time, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. Hey, I just I, don't need that many championships. I guess like, we just, I just need to see if they include this in the rankings because they don't include the FTW title in the rankings. So no, they're, they're going to, this will be included in the rankings. So this it's is like the third singles title for the men's. And in that case, I think it's perfectly fine. They have grown to a roster big enough where we – there's so many feuds that have happened recently that have no title that you could be like, yeah, okay, we can get a title on there. But they don't need a title. That's the thing. A lot of people think they, they need a title. No, they don't, they don't, they don't though. But AEW – A good feud makes the title more more valuable because it adds story and, and intrigue to what's going to happen in the match. Like, Agreed. So, yeah, pretty cool. Um, I have no idea who's going to win this, by the way. That being said, I don't care who wins it because they're they're not going to get booked to defend their title ever, so it's not going to matter. Like, hey, we'll see. We had Pack versus Buddy Matthews, and this is kind of a, a rehash of some two hundred five live matches here, man. The two goats of two hundred five live, the king of the cruiserweights, and they wrestles. walked out and had a kick ass match. Um, Pack ended up planting Buddy with a poison rana, then a super kick before going up top, and he lands the black arrow to get the one two three. So Pack advanced to the uh, Fatal Four Way Championship Finals, and yeah, I mean this was this was fun. This was a quicker match. Fat commercial, yeah, fat commercial break in it from 
But <laughs> it was one of those commercial break and the, oh, the match is over. <laughs> Literally. But that's, that's okay. I, I liked the match. Um, like you said, the Kings of 205 Live, basically, and uh, Matt Wrestling, Mind Games, Corner Spots, Hell of a Liger Bomb from Pac. Pac? Pac? How are you pronouncing it? I don't know. Um, I think it's pronounced both ways. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's literally whoever's on commentary. Um, I, always, I usually say Pac, I think. But, do you, what um, do you think about him being the first winner? Of that of that championship, that'd be yeah, cool. Atlantic title, agree. I mean, hey, we he was projected. It'd be like it'd be cool because you see Wheeler walk behind Danielson and Moxley, and he's got that championship. So it'd be kind of like that. I feel like for Death Triangle. So yeah, get him some friggin' gold there, bud. Yeah, that was a fun match. Eddie Kingston is shown backstage. Kingston says Jake Hager cost him in the Casino Battle Royal, and then he hates the Jericho Appreciate Society. Kingston. He also hates the guy that does the time on this promos. Apparently, yeah, you know, um, I didn't like that the week after MJF did it. I, to me, that felt like, eh, we didn't need that. Maybe Eddie was just pissed because he was going to say the same shit, and he was like, damn it, MJF, you couldn't have waited one I, more week. Genuinely, <laughs> I think that's what happened. But, Eddie's smart, so I could see it. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, ah, shit. Ah, whatever, I'll just do it anyway. MJF's not here, you know? Yeah, but um, uh, that was... Yeah, he fucking hates that guy. So, yeah, they had their match at Rampage. Trent Beretta makes his way down to the ring. Trent says he's upset because today's National Best Friends Day and his friends aren't here. He says they were cheated out of their tag titles. Called they weren't booked, Trent. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> calls FTR out. They make their way down. They're talking about how Will Ospreay's little bitch boys, you know, fucked up the match. And then we hear some music hit. I'm like, wait a second. That's Will Ospreay's music. Oh, shit. It's Will Ospreay. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, yeah. Um, Jeff Cobb and Great O'Connor were not there. It no. was Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis, along with Aaron Hanare. So... Now we're only missing two members of United Empire to make their debut on AEW TV. And United Empire beat their ass and stand tall. And do you think we'll see do you think there's a chance we see like Gato at Forbidden Door? Oh, definitely. Okay. I was just curious. Um Especially if Switchblade's there, for sure. Yeah, only if if well, yeah, if Jay's defending. If he's not, if he's like, you know, like hurt or whatever, something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean, like then whatever they end up doing with that. that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um yeah. Um, Kyle O'Reilly's interview with Shivani. When then Rigo comes in, says he's taught O'Reilly a lot over the number of years, offers his best wishes. I, I like that little touch. Bro, uh, I love this. Seeing when 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 Regal interacting with them is just like it's bro, nice I also time. love the subtle little thing they're putting in where him and Adam Cole just refuse to be in segments together. They'll be in the segment, but they won't talk to each other. And I love that there's just some bad blood there, clearly. You know what I mean? Like so good. We had another dude. dude do, do you think Adam Cole is actually like the black sheep to some of these people that stayed through all the bullshit? Like, I wonder. Like, I I wouldn't put it past them, right? right? No, no. But I think it's I all think probably storyline. I'm saying, like, in storyline, that'd be kind of really crazy if they played it like that. If everybody that left after him hated him, like, that would be pretty cool. Like, yeah. Um, I don't think they'll do that though. But William Regal is just continuing to be great. Hey, um, Adam Page versus David Finley. This is so. Oh, this is David Finley's. Uh, AEW debut. He's also wrestling in the uh, uh, climax. Some of these guys that wrestle here, I'm, I'm. This makes me think Finley's probably not going to be at Forbidden Door. And they were just like, probably "Hey, not. let's get you on the show." You know, yeah. we know you want to wrestle in America and wrestle in the states. So here you go. You wrestle for, at New Japan Strong for us. And you notice that trend a lot. So, but uh, Hangman taking a uh, sip of beer again. This is a decent. I mean, this was a. Decent match. It was all right. It was nothing special here. The story of it was just to get to the end and have Adam Cole on commentary kind of shit talking. And 
what we presumed was most likely going to be a triple threat of Hangman versus Adam Cole versus Okada. Now yeah. I have no idea. I genuinely don't know what they're going to do. Maybe we could still get that match just with no championship, you know, like yeah, maybe even fatal four way. So I, I don't oh, yeah, that'd be know interesting, yeah. what the plan is. And then they kind of just left it open. I mean, maybe that was the idea. It's like, they were like, Hey, we're going to let you guys do whatever you do over with the championship, but we want one of our guys in there and maybe even Adam Cole in there. since we got nothing for him too. Yeah. Um, th- so, and they were like, okay, fine. Well, both of those names are big enough for our championship that we could even put it on them. So, you know, um, yeah, but Hangman, I mean, let's just assume we get Hangman versus Okada. I mean, you definitely- yeah, we'll get maybe we could get the, what if we get that match and we get Jay White versus Adam Adam Cole? I mean, that's something that we could also get too. You know, like I mean, I what? would love that if Jay White like one up fucking sinister fucking debacles Adam Cole, and they end up fighting steals Red Dragon from him. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> takes him to the Bullet Club, the real Bullet Club. We're the real bullet club. No, anyway. Um. Yeah, man. So Okada Hangman is kind of your, your tease here, right? So <laughs> this was cool. This was fine. David Finley, I, you know, haven't seen him wrestle in a while, but I, I, I liked. So one thing I liked, he sort of has that New Japan style to him, but you can clearly see that. I don't know if it was taught by his father or other wrestling teaching, but like he clearly has learned like Western wrestling too, like which I think is cool. Yeah. His old, his old tag team, Finn Juice. Him and Juice. That was a cool team. So, yeah, Paige wasn't in the Battle Royale, so it doesn't look like you're going to have a shot at the title anytime soon, but that's not the only title, and he calls out Okada for that one. So, we'll see. Back from the break, Shivani's in the ring and welcomes out Wardlow down to the ring. Shivani announces Wardlow opted out of the Casino Battle Royale because he's focused on the TNT Championship. So, he actually... What a title fucking back. moron Wardlow is. <laughs> yeah. If he really thinks the TNT Championship is worth more than the world title. Wardlow says he doesn't want the AEW world title unless he'd be facing CM Punk, and since that can't happen right now, he wants the TNT title. Wardlow says he'll be waiting for Punk once he returns, but it says it's time for a change when it comes to the TNT title. And like, okay. All of that. I know. I'm glad bro, he addressed why he wasn't in it. Yeah. But what a stupid fucking reason. Right. That's what I was getting at. Like, I feel like it. Okay. Nobody, nobody, I think nobody in their right mind agrees with Tony Khan that all the championships are equal. They're just not. That's not how that it, they can't work that way. Otherwise, why does anyone want the world title? What makes it any more important than the other titles if you make everything equal? It's a stupid way to do wrestling booking because not all of your championships are fucking worthless because they're all worth the same. So, um, But that aside, my personal problems with that version of booking aside, now it just looks like Wardlow doesn't care enough to actually go after the world title and he just could have gotten... I mean, what would have ever stopped? He got a TNT title shot like a few months ago. So like, what would have ever stopped him from getting another one I mean, he got one while he wasn't under contract anyway. He wouldn't be the first. There's people that aren't currently literally actually IRL signed to AEW that have gotten shots at that title, you know, like, so (laughs) so even in his storyline, not signed to AEW, which he was obviously, you know, uh, then like, I, I think it makes Wardlow look stupid and you never want your wrestlers to look stupid. And then Garrett, right after... Like while the iron is hot, Tony, like you claim to. And, and then you, right you after Mark Sterling comes out, he says he's such a nice guy, I'll give Wardlow two options. Wardlow's going to wrestle 20 security members next week. Uh, I mean, that should be fun, but it's going to be agreed. Like, so I, short. Like, I think there's no way it's longer than a few minutes. Like, And I think that's a stupid idea, but Wardlow is such a good performer, he's going to make it worth our while. I mean, it's an elimination match, so he has to pin twenty people. So it'll just be like power bomb, pin, power bomb, pin. Power also, bomb, when they pin, stand up on the bomb, ring, pin. it's gonna look kind of funny, dude. When they stand on the, yeah, it's gonna look silly because they're gonna be all. I assume <laughs> they're gonna be lumberjack style around the ring, you know. 
No, I think and, they're all going to be on the apron. Like, <laughs> it's going to form, like, a 90-degree angle. Or it would be kind of cool if they all jumped him at once, like, in, like, a group, and then, like, he just slowly, like, pieced it, like, you know, like one by Hulk, one. Hulk out. out of him. <laughs> <laughs> he does, like, a whole... Dude, imagine Wardlow just jumps up on the top rope and does, like, a uh, a fist drop into the center of the ring, and they all jump back like he just did, like, a, a Hulk punch. That'd be awesome. But anyway, um... Young Bucks are backstage. Matt says they want the AW World Tag Team titles. The Hardys walk in said they'll beat them at double or nothing they're next in line christian walks in and they're setting up a a ladder match between the bucks the hardys and jurassic express so uh young bucks are gonna be tag champions again right <laughs> i fuck i'd be down i i do think this is the excuse to put it on the hardys though Mar- yeah I get which is a little run? like so like i guess the hardys just don't rate forbidden door i guess okay and i gotta say garrett luchasaurus didn't fucking growl Austin. Yeah, what the hell? Austin, have you been listening to us? What's going on, man? <laughs> going on, man. Oh, jeez. Nah, man. I, I love Luchasaurus. If they fucking win this match, we gotta we gotta start putting some fucking respect on this title ring, because god damn the teams they've beaten. Oh, absolutely. Well, 100 percent If they survive this, I mean, what who could yeah, beat? They've them, literally like? beat everyone, I think. Thunder Rosa versus Marina Shafir, AEW Women's World Championship. Good match. I liked it. Yeah, I think it was a perfectly fine Slow. match. Unfortunately. Everyone started leaving again. The match was a yeah. little slow. I just don't know what it is, but Marina, I think Marina just is missing that pro wrestling. Marina Shafir just she kind of sucks the life out of the building when she goes on the TV, and it, you don't. I you can kind of see, and that sounds so mean when you say it. And I don't mean it in a mean way. Although I guess, yeah, how can you not take it like that? But it's the crowd. What I'm referencing is the crowd, and. I don't know if that's how they're presenting her with that music and then her slower style. Maybe they should tune it up when she gets to the ring. Like she starts instantly jumping on a boom, boom, boom. I don't know, but the crowd always seems like they're sucked out of the building. You know what sucks? I think is Marina Shafir was probably in the process of learning a lot of this stuff over in the WWE, but they cut it all off. You know what I mean? So yeah, but so Thunder Rosa wins. Thunder Rosa's pissed. She's been pissed. Who's going to take the time to teach Marina the basics of pro wrestling? Nobody. You know what I mean? They're going to be like, either figure it out, like Jade did, or don't. She just needs someone to help her with that character, too. I think... I don't know, man. I mean, did she get any real mic time at all? I mean, no. Like, so what is she going to do to help her character? You know what I'm saying? Like... I I truly have no idea, and that's what kind of sucks, but... I guess the story is, after the match, Shafir attacks Thunder Rosa. uh, Thunder Rosa won. Tony Storm rushes to the ring, makes a save. Storm grabs the AEW Women's World title, takes a second to look at it before handing it back to Rosa. Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa? I mean... Um, I mean, yeah. I mean... Batista... I mean, honestly... There are so many like ridiculous matches. I, I, you know what you should do with Thunder Rosa's title reign since you fucking wasted most of what it could have been already. You should just have her run the gauntlet of every fucking insane match. Just do that. Like her versus Ruby, her versus Tony, her versus Chris Statlander, her versus uh, Jamie Hader, her versus fucking give Reba a match. Like I mean, like Thunder Rosa. By the time Forbidden Door comes around, we'll already have over a hundred day title reign. I. This has been the least memorable title reign ever, and it's not her fault. No, she's just never. She doesn't. She just. It's like when, but, but she had a great match with fucking Serena Deeb. A great match, and she had a great match to win the title. 
I know. But yet it's brutal. It feels brutal. so forgettable. And I just I feel for hopefully this is the beginning of a big story with Tony Storm and they fucking just have classics against each other. I don't know. I, I don't know. It'd be awesome. Hope, but... Hope Springs Eternal, right? And then exactly. we had our main event, which we already talked about. So yeah, Dynamite Man, that battle royal carried most of the show. We had a new championship announced. We had a semifinal match for the title. We had, we had a dump championship announced. We had a women's world championship and Moxley, Kyle O'Reilly. So we had a loaded fucking show. But you were not a fan of the title to start. I, I The way I see it, we just got to see how they present it when it's put on someone. I don't care if they put on five-star matches every time with this title. It's going to feel pointless because it's just another title to slap on somebody you've got nothing to do with. TNA did this for years, and it didn't work. So, Hey, I'm just hoping that they establish it. And you know, the way I've looked at it, or the way I'm seeing it in my head, is for the longest time we had our WWE title, our Intercontinental, and our United States. They sometimes didn't make them all work. Sometimes it felt like they did. I got. I, but I don't feel like they. But me. but Tony doesn't want to treat them like that. He wants them all three to be world titles, basically, which makes no sense. Like, well, I don't think. He, I, I see what you're saying. If they're all equal, that's what that means. Like, if you if you want them all to feel as equally powerful uh, of a just, of a victory, yeah, that's what it means. You got to think about where they're booked on the card. I mean, they're just straight up. They're not the world title. I know what he says when he says that. I understand. I feel like he wants us to know that they mean something. But at the end of the day. Even people are going to rank the team. No, no, he wants it because because in sports, world championships are world champion. It doesn't matter what championship you win. You win a championship, you're the world champion. So, like, that's what he wants it to be like when when the if the Jaguars ever somehow win a championship, which they won't while he's the, ever an owner. But, you know, like, whatever. Um, but, and I'm not being mean to Tony. I'm just saying, obviously, that that leadership is not doing a very good job over there, you know. Um, and, yeah. you know. The only thing, yeah, I, and I agree with you. And I think he wants. I think he wants it to be like a, a traditional sports where all championships are equal. Like what you would you would you call? And I would agree the with NFL, the NFL, the person that wins the NFL, more important than the person that wins the Premier League. No, they're both world champions. You know what I mean? Like even yeah. though one of them is only one country, you know, they're still both considered champions of the world. You know, like agreed, agreed. And and I would totally agree with you if if it was called the All Atlantic World Championship. So that's the only way. That's the only thing I see. So, but moving on. We had Eddie Kingston versus Jake Hager. I got to say, man, I actually really liked this match. I think... Yeah, no, it was good. I, I, I mean, a slow start I, to it, but I mean, that's just because I think they were just feeling each other out a little bit. Um, and there was also going, like a little bit of a commercial break. I've never been a big fan of Jake Hager, you know, Jack Swagger when he was in, in WWE. We, the people. I've never been like a super fan of him in the ring. But I, I always was, thought he was really good. I, I thought he was the second coming of Kurt Angle for a long time. Um shit. So we both had different viewpoints on him. And I you got to say, man, I thought he worked a good match here with Kingston. I'm glad Kingston won. Um, this made Kingston look good. And I think when we when we exit the story at Blood and Guts, I want the story to be Eddie Kingston looks even better than when he started this feud. I want his spot on the card to be even higher than when he started the Jericho feud. Is that possible? That's up for the. Yeah, I think so. I think it has to be. Right? What's the point of all of it if you don't do that with him after that, right? Right. I want to. I want this to raise Daniel Garcia's stock, raise Eddie Kingston's stock, raise raise Pride and Powerful, and hopefully they can challenge for a tag title. Because my fucking god, they've deserved it. Now, and you see what they do? 
haven't put them in tag matches because they were winning everything, so they had to pull them out of them. <laughs> oh, jeez. But, I mean, yeah. Absolutely. What did you, what else did you think of this? Kingston hit the powerbomb on Hager. Kingston hit the spinning back fist for the one, two, three. Um, yeah, no, I think it took like two Urikins to, uh, to put down Hager, which that makes sense. Big guy. It's going to take a few more shots. Um, and, you know, it's, I like, I, I agree with you. I hope Kingston is in a bigger spot after all of this. Um, and Jake Hager doesn't really lose that often. So that's, you know, that's a pretty big, you know, it's a nice little in the pocket for Kingston. Uh, I didn't really have much to say about this match. It was just a good, it was a good opener, you know, uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Jamie Hader and Rebel were interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Baker said Tony Storm grabbing the AEW championship was pretty arrogant and telling her that's not how things work in AEW. She said that if anyone's if someone's taking the title from Thunder Rosa, it was going to be someone from Team DMD. She also mentioned something about someone putting their greasy hands on the Owen Hart uh, title that she's holding. The only person that touched that title was Jamie Hayter. Garrett, are we going to get another example of this just long-term storytelling where... Three months from now, Britt Baker's going to smash her over the head with that thing. Or, or yeah, I don't even know, man. Is this the beginning of it? There's been teases, but now can I just say one of those subtle put the fucking Owen Hart belts away? They don't need to be carried around like the goddamn Andre Trophy. Like uh, they don't. I'm they sorry because they're not going to get defended ever. You can't defend them. So what's the point of walking around with them? You know, like agreed. But this was such a long tournament. I don't mind them carrying around for a couple weeks now for a couple weeks, but if they're still there in a couple more, if they're still there post forbidden door, I'm going to be like, come on guys. Like, (laughs) but yeah, so Ortiz, uh, cut a promo saying that he would need need to become a piece of shit to beat Chris Jericho. Interesting. Uh, I guess we'll get predictions at the end of the show for uh, next week. We got a fun little card next week. Jay lethal and satin Singh are back. They beat Matt Fitchett, excuse me, and Davey Vega. What'd you think of a Satnam Singh in the ring here? Uh, he hit one move, but it looked good. So yeah. I'd, I'll hold my breath until I see him actually wrestle a match. So yeah, uh, hopefully he wrestles Dark here soon. I, I feel like that's such a missed opportunity for not putting him on Dark all the time. I know they had him on Dark, but only like not really on Dark. So it was like whatever. I think he literally just hit his razor edge and called it a day on Dark as well. Yeah. Dan Housen was interviewed by Alexa Nair. Nair was looking for Hook, but Dan Housen drove off uh, in a golf cart. Hook showed up in a badass-looking golf cart, gave uh, Alexa a look, and she kind of gave him a look back. You remember me saying I feel like this should be Hook's personal interviewer? What if Hook... Bro, I'm sorry. Hook is a comedy character now, and I hate it. Okay. Hey. Hook should be more important than this. That You know what? That's a fair complaint. Do you, and I wouldn't mind if Hook was like put in a position where he's in this tournament. By the way, I'd, I'd, uh, not to, to to just completely gloss up. I agree with you. I think that'd be fun if they did run like a little thing between them. That'd be kind of cool. But I don't know. Um, I don't know why they're doing this with Hook, man. He was so over and like striking when the iron is hot. My fucking ass, Tony. This guy was over, and you just fucking wasted his potential. Like I don't. Hey, man. In his eyes, he might see him as being more over with Dan Housen because of the reactions they get. Yeah, because Tony doesn't fucking understand what being over actually is. He thinks he does because he's a wrestling fan, but like he doesn't actually he's never been over before. So he doesn't know that Dan Housen is just over with the group of people that on on in wrestling that like to fuck like they like to fuck around and not really take things seriously. Not that you have to all the time, but Dan Housen is in this perfect example of like what in the wrestling business is that sports entertainment sort of stuff, which is not what fucking Hook does. Like I don't like that's never what Taz did. And I don't think that's what hook does. So, I mean, but it's, you know, 
Hey, that's fair. We had Kristen Highlander <laughs> versus Red Velvet. <laughs> God damn it. That was pretty good, bro. Uh, Stokely uh, posted a picture with a big-ass head, and it said Kristen Highlander, and it got me <laughs> good. I like this match, dude. This was yeah. good. They have some good chemistry together. And I was kind of watching social media after, and many people are thinking, hey, I want Statlander to be the one to take off Jade. Statlander does not give a fuck. She will never let you sneak attack her. She's just going to power slam you onto the outside. I love it. By the way. Nobody sneaks up on me. I'm too tall. That blue thunderbomb for the near fall. Oh, my God. And then she went for that electric chair. Red Velvet reversed it. Got a near fall out of that. Then Statlander hits the O'Connor fucking German suplex on her. Then she gets a modified brain buster. Like, dude, this... These chicks were going in, and I fucking loved it. You know what I thought coming out of this match? I was like, you know what? I think Stat should be the one to beat Jade. I think that's how it should be. And if you if we keep this kind of momentum up and we keep building a good story, she definitely could be. Absolutely. And then you could have Jade do what the hell ever, and she's just a massive star all over your show. Maybe You know what? Jade should go after the world title. I still think that, you know? <laughs> then he could just... That's one way to get out of this Thunder Rosa reign. Oh, man, I get sad thinking about Thunder Rosa. This is not her It's fault. so sad because we wanted her to win so badly, and we didn't realize what we were doing when we did that. Like, And it's not that it's her it's fault. It's literally fucking Tony Khan refusing to see her as a star for whatever reason. Like, Yeah, we got we to gotta do something, man. And maybe the Tony Storm feuds the way. But, yeah, this was fun. Hogan this is the way. attacked Statlander. Car- that we got to get that sound bite. Cargill took advantage of this and hit a pump kick on Statlander. That looked beautiful. Oh, my God. We need a match between them now. They had a good one back then. We need another one now. Anna Jay came in for the same, but got taken down by Red Velvet and Kira Hogan. Athena ran to the ring, but she was stopped by officials, and Pat Buck is out there again. It's kind of funny. He was on, uh, I felt like seeing him on Raw less than a year ago, and now he's here. He's <laughs> a funny. cool guy. He's a cool guy. Video package highlighting Miro's return. We didn't talk about that, by the way. No, Miro didn't. Yeah. Miro didn't return this week. My bad. Uh, he returned to face Johnny Elite. Never mind. I got mixed up there. Ethan Promo cut up Ethan Promo. Ethan Page cut a promo saying that it looks up to himself, <laughs> unlike Miro who looks up to Jesus. <laughs> Who's the heel, bro? Bro. bro. <laughs> Miro's gonna end up praying to him. Bro. Um, <laughs> what's going on, man? Ethan Page is awesome. I love him. He's great. He's nuts. I mean, fucking God. He's lost his fucking mind, but his promos are so good I can't help but love it. Like I love it. Was, just, he'll be in the middle of these random matches and he'll just cut this ridiculously good promo that should spawn a storyline that lasts like six months, but will go nowhere because nobody wants to book him for whatever reason. Like, yeah, right. I, it's like he's so great, but they're like, nah, Ethan, one day, but not today. I gotta say, all man, right. he's like, all right, fine. Seeing <laughs> he just does a promo anyway, dude, right? I love it. Seeing Mark Henry interview Will Ospreay was kind of a mind fuck. That was cool. Dude, it was funny because after the line that Ethan Page hit, fucking you could tell uh, fucking um, that Mark Henry must have just been watching it on another screen or something because he was still popping from it. Like, <laughs> oh, like it was so good. Yeah, this was pretty good. So, yeah, then we had our main event match. So, again, I think we are loaded up with wrestling this week. Will Ospreay, I think I've watched his, his debut like 10 times by now. I just got so excited by like the reaction to the crowd that they gave him because they didn't know at first. And then when they saw Will Ospreay on the thing and saw him walk out, they just fucking freaked out. So that's because, I mean, I think Tony Khan knows, right? And I think even probably um, the New Japan people know that 
Will Ospreay is so over in America. Yeah. They were going to have to mit- let him make a trip to the West, truly, besides New Japan Strong eventually, you know? Another guy in the, um, in the uh, G1, too. I think they knew that they, even if it wasn't with – yeah, true. I think that they knew that AEW, even if it wasn't with them, that they were going to have to do something with WWE because Will Ospreay is just too big of a star to never end up in the West, you know? Um, but um, I think um, – I don't know, man. It was just – it's – it's. I think you had to have him. I don't think you. Could, I, I think you had to. Like, I, I think Great. that's really what it is. You know? We needed to see Will Osprey wrestle on American TV, and on just yes. national TV in general. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Road Ragers next week, Garrett. AW Tag Team Championships ladder match: Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks versus the Hardy Boys. Harry, yeah, who do you got winning that? Just off the top of your head, probably, probably Hardys. I would think. I'm gonna go with you, but I'm hoping Jurassic Express wins it because. Yeah, it'd be awesome because then their title reign actually, I think, retrospectively becomes super awesome. You know, like it's it's gaining more ground as time goes on. I'm I'm starting to, I wasn't feeling it at first, but it is far better than the Lucha Bros title reign. At this I mean, point. if you think about the last thing they did, if especially if you add in this, they beat the two new hot teams that they've got in AEW right now that are on the rise, right? In Hobbs and Starks and uh, and uh, Swerve and His Glory, and then now they're beating the two classically good tag teams in the Hardys. And but but for the same reason because they're both so caught up with each other the two teams that they it, it, there's something there you know I mean yeah and just in case if they lose it I'll just real go run down uh, who they who they've defended against they won it off the Lucha Bros at Dynamite January fifth that was the T and uh, TBS debut right then they had uh, they defeated the Alex Reynolds and John Silver they defeated Private Party they defeated the Gun Club. They defeated Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. They defeated the Acclaimed. They defeated Red Dragon again. Then they defeated uh, F uh, Team. I'm blanking. Team Taz, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Ricky Starks, and Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. So, yeah, man. I mean, we've just listed off a gauntlet of teams. Do you add the Young Bucks again to that list and the Hardys? I mean, dude. Absolutely. They become maybe the maybe the best like recent tag team reign that AEW's had. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's better than the Lucha Bros reign. FTR's reign was a joke. And the then, differences, though, and this is funny because we even talked about this during the Lucha Bros reign. Like, I love the match quality, but we need some stories. And I feel like that's what we've gotten out of this title reign is the stories that we they've, they've strapped back to the stories. And well, we were talking about Christian turning on Jungle Boy. That's not even a thing now. I wouldn't even guess. I mean, they're probably still going to do it eventually because they're still teasing it. But, bro, like, it's not as much of a thing now. But that was something I thought was legit going to happen for a while because they were teasing it so much. Like... Um, and then that's storytelling anyway. Yeah. And, and then we had uh hair versus hair, Chris Jericho versus Ortiz. And I got to say, man, I think Jericho's losing. Yeah. Get rid of the fucking Jericho hair. Get rid of it. Why not reinvent the character again? And you already know he's going to get some stupid fucking hairdo and it'll make it work. Oh yeah, absolutely. Wardlow versus planets. Uh, um, imagine if Wardlow loses and he just has to has to pay a bunch of money or something. Anyway, um, I'm 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 booking a flight if he loses. <laughs> Ethan Page versus Miro Garrett. I don't feel good about our boys' odds, but I'm rooting Ethan Page. Yeah, same. I'm gonna be rooting for Ethan Page, but we all know Miro's on this, this tear right now, so it's gonna be hard to stop him. Um, yeah, I'm kind of interested that it's a four way. I will say that because we usually don't see that for a title tournament final, but it's a little. I don't know. I'm still not into the title. It is on Rampage. Malachi Black versus Pento Oscuro. I think the winner of that match is winning this title. That being said, I think Penta's winning this match. 
And I think if you make Penta Oscuro your first champion, I kind of yeah. like what we're establishing with that. Well, who you got, Penta or Malachi? Just it's just the case if it's on Rampage. I, and we probably don't... Penta, probably Penta. Okay. I'd say yes, because this is Malachi. Sorry, I stepped away. Sorry, because Malachi and this group just got the rub with Julia, so I think it's it's good to do that. Yeah, and it sounds like we might be seeing okay, Julia. Use the bathroom. Go ahead and finish it up. Yeah, no problem. And yeah, guys, that's it for us this week. So. We are Eat Sleep Elite. You know the fucking deal. We'll be back next week. We got some more Forbidden Door news, hopefully. Hopefully, we get some more established matches because right now we only got one John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. You can catch Garrett at Bane Duke. You can catch me at Old Charlie with an X instead of an A. Garrett's going to be streaming. He's going to be streaming to the Dark Souls, Fortnite, you fucking name it. The Duke of Derps. Make sure you check him out. So, we will catch you guys on the flip side. Forbidden Door, baby. <laughs>